with respect to January 6th, I think part of the reason that it has not become like a hilarious joke or like been reified in that way is because that that event felt like walking right up to a precipice and we haven't walked mm-hmm. back from it yet because I mean, Donald Trump is still the front runner for the 2024 election. Donald Trump is a person who very much wants to limit voting rights and subvert the electoral, the like the democratic process in such a way that he will ensure, you know, a Republican ascendancy now and forever. And like, if he wins, that's almost certainly going to happen. Sure. So it still kind of feels like too scary until we like walk back from that. And like, even if he get, even if he gets convicted and is ineligible, like if, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy gets the gig. Like, I think he's probably going to do the same thing. There is a, I mean, I talked about cynicism from the left uh, uh, about sort of like making fun of this event because it feels like it it had this incredibly negative effect mm. on the world that we're still feeling the ripples of. The opportunities created by this sort of like unchecked patriotism and the swing to the right are still being felt in that like there is a cynical political opportunism on the right to break the rules now. Um, and I, I feel like until we feel comfortable that like those rules are no longer going to be broken, January 6th felt like the most sort of like vivid version of that. And until yeah. that is not happening anymore, I don't think people are going to feel super comfortable about joking about it. And I don't see any end to it anytime soon. Like it feels like that is yeah. sort of like the message of the of the Republican Party in the United States. Yeah, I mean, my thinking was like very much was much more like reductive. It was very much like, I wonder how much of January 6th was like such an online phenomenon that oh, even the even, I, even the capacity to sort of like make humor because i feel like with 9-11 like you kind of have again it's like one of it is like is it's a sort of like monumental event but doesn't really have any sort of contemporary online nodes to it and so as the internet sort of evolves the way in which you can kind of reprocess those historical memories like continues to expand right both in terms of medium and in terms of the types of iconography and imagery and aesthetics that are used to sort of like try to describe and in an attempt to understand this phenomenon which like perhaps for the most part is something that for a lot of americans a lot of people as well are still trying to kind of really understand and get to grips with whereas with january the 6th like well, the people who are sort of at this protest, like they're all like incredibly online anyway, right? They all, they're all carrying this sort of existing online context, much of which probably is driven by like the effects of 9-11. Um, and so I wonder whether like January the 6th should sort of be seen as like an, like an offline expression of an online phenomenon that has a long tail that at least stretches back to the 9-11 kind of period of early internet. I don't know if that's like a bit of a stretch or whether maybe there's something to no, it. No, I can see that. It is sort of like the online terminus of September 11th. It is the it is the parallel uh strain from sort of what what uh, I've been involved in. If that makes sense. Like mm. it's the it is the parallel strain. It's the fort it's like it's like a fort it's like 4chan got loose in the world. I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 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 poll the slash poll board got loose in the universe and that's sort of the world we're living in now yeah well and and this is and i sort of like think back to like something i said earlier about how you know a lot of the sort of like early 9-11 humor that i remember and like was very much part of me my type of growing up online 
kind of came in the like you know your four chans and your totsies and everything where like these were the forums where like that dark humor be it like the jet fuel the jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams or the sort of like humor that is like laced in conspiracy um you know that was sort of where it is kind of existed and where like there wasn't really like a bridge between or there wasn't really that much of a fortified bridge between those types of online environments and my offline world like ultimately like whatever dark humor i had about you know contemporary events they had to stay online like not least because if i try to express them in the real world i'll be called i'd be called like a fucking loser um and you know you wouldn't really want that in like you know as a teenager at school whereas i feel like now where all you know there are so many bridges between the online and offline that like in some ways they become indistinguishable um that dark humor still exists but like it becomes more mainstream and it also and as it becomes more mainstream and it also um, you know, Vivek is a very good example of this where like political authorities know that they can kind of utilize online phenomena to their own advantages. Like those things no longer become like denoted as like dark humor that exists for certain places, for certain audiences. Now it is like a legitimate political expression like anything else. And I wonder it's whether that, that then makes it more dangerous. It's interesting that you say that because I do feel like that's the case on the right. It is that yeah. online but I don't feel, I feel like there is a lot of like cynical leftism that is still very much out of bounds. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that point, is not, yeah. that is not something that the democratic party will, will cotton to whatsoever. Yeah, no, that, and, and that's a good point. Yeah. I feel like for like the right, um, in America and in, and in Britain as well, actually, but also certainly in Europe too, I think they've really cottoned onto the idea that like, you know, you can sort of utilize kind of, um, online phenomena that, was once sort of considered to be out of bounds from respectable politics, but also dangerous to handle because of its unpredictability. There is now more of a comfort in sort of embracing that. And like, I think in mainland Europe in particular, where you have like whole political parties that like very much embrace like alt-right Pepe imagery and so on. And, you know, it's not uncommon to see among like parties that are elected to the European parliament. So I do wonder whether like the American kind of Republicans are sort of seeing that as well and recognizing that like, you know, oh, this is kind of, you know, especially where yeah, at a time when like the economic consensus is very much like up in, uh, up, you know, up in shambles, like this is really the only thing that right wing politics kind of has left. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that's right. But I also think that that's not a, a, as new as you, you might think. Like, I, I mean, I yeah. think that if you think about like Pepe from yeah. 2016, like that was just that stuff and like giving the okay sign and sort of all of that was, was like the playbook of the, the sort of far right Republicans that, that Trump threw in uh, his lot with. So mm. yeah, I do. I mean, yes, I do think that that is definitely, yeah, I think that that's there, but I think it's been there for a while and it's just uh, it, 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 the clearest real world manifestation of it was. Yeah. I, so I'm I'm conscious that we're out of time. We're running out of time, but I didn't want to leave without reading. I think one of the funniest 9/11 posts that I saw yesterday. Um, okay. It is it's a little story actually. Okay. Um, it's a very American story, but I've been thinking about it for a while. I thought you'd enjoy it. Like this is a, this is a nice palate cleanser. Um, do you know who Bill Elmore is? Is he famous or does no. he or did he just buy a blue check? Okay, he might have just bought a blue check. Um, there's a guy called Bill Elmore, um, and he writes. I was booked on a United Flight 93 on 9-11-2001, flying nonstop from Newark, New Jersey to San Francisco, California. Around midnight, 
the night before, a coworker called me urging me to change my flight into flight to San Jose instead. This meant that I had to give up my first class seat and move to a flight that, had, that left 20 minutes earlier or 20 minutes later from the same gate with a stopover at Denver. I was very reluctant, but I did. Um, Bill, uh, someone replies to Bill saying, she saved your life with that advice, which you followed. Whatever happened to your coworker? Bill Elmore says, sad to say, I ultimately had to fire her for poor performance. It was difficult. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then that he ends is really not where I expected that to go. <laughs> oh, there is, there is, is more. So there, there, there is more to this. Um, and then Bill Elmore follows up saying, I certainly, I, I'm certainly not going to give out her name and publicly humiliate her. I do believe she was used by God to make me move my flight. However, the reason I was originally booked on flight 93 was due to her performance issues. These issues didn't improve afterwards and I delayed letting her go until my boss insisted it happened. From what I've been told by her, it was a wake-up call that she ultimately led to her excelling in her next job. I don't regret the action. Oh my God. Oh my one God. Of, That's ridiculous. One of the <laughs> best, one of the best 9-11 posts that I've seen this year. I'm looking forward to next year where hopefully it becomes more unhinged. Um, I do have one more. This is unfortunately a visual one, but I did find this quite funny. Um but um, September, this is from uh, a movie uh, Twitter site called Dates and Movies. Uh, September 10th, 2001, Dr. Lawrence Gordon and photographer Adam Stanheit awoke to find themselves trapped in the puzzle. Uh, this is a picture of them and they're holding a phone. The phone says 10th of September, 2001. Um, and there is like a very funny drawing uh, on Tumblr, which says, I can't get over the fact that Lawrence Gordon is going to wake up in hospital and someone will have to break it to him that 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs>